This is Chapter 17, Part 3 of The War on Waste Paradox, written by Len Bertain, read by Len Bertain. As you recall, the last time Chris and Mac were arguing about whether Chris Snyder would be a good uh, trainer with a train-to-trainer program, and he was arguing his case with Mac. At that point, Jim was interested in this issue and asked to be recognized. Okay, Chris, I know you're a fair person. Suppose you are doing a session with workers and they come up with a suggestion that might change your job. What's going to happen? Chris was ready for the challenge and answered. I feel, said, I, I, I feel I'm a professional and be able to handle the situation. If my job were totally eliminated because it was determined to be a total waste, then I would accept that. I would try to find a job that was not a waste and see if Mr. Grimes would give me the opportunity to do the new job. I really don't see the problem. Jim shook his head and Mac asked, Chris, I'm impressed by your commitment to this process. How many of your buddies in this class would be so generous? Would anyone else be able to lead a class that proposed the elimination of his or her job? Let's have a show of hands. None went up except Chrissy. Okay, Mac went on. Does anyone else have any input on this issue? No one did, so Chris continued. I think this whole discussion is bullshit. No one is going to eliminate my job, but that wouldn't be a problem to me if it did happen. I can see that some of the others may have a problem. We really aren't subject to any of the problems everyone else has. That's why I like accounting. Everything is precise, managing is very easy, and there's really no deviation from the standards that have been defined. No one in the room could believe Chris. Was he crazy? Of course he has standards to adhere to. We all did. But if he thought he couldn't make things better, then maybe he was a big problem. Why would he say such a thing in front of all of us? It was suicide to say even such a thing on a no-blame environment. Everyone was confused about his motive. Chris went on. I don't think there are many things that we need to do differently. It's okay for everyone else, but we have our house in order. Believe me, we have our house in order. Mac was smiling and started to roll up his sleeve. Chris, I am absolutely impressed by what you're saying. It's very difficult to run any department, let alone the accounting department, with any amount of control and competence. I've heard from everyone in the organization that you run a tight ship. Chris acknowledged the kudos with great relish. He was basking in the momentary recognition of his talents. He was good, but I could see the punch coming. Mac went on. Chris... Do you think you have a good handle on the various numbers needed to run the company? Yes, I do. We could tell you any number you need. Just ask. Mac went on. Don't worry, Chris. I will. I will. At that moment, John Alphonse apologized for coming in late. It was evident that he was still smarting from his morning session. As he sat down, Mac was just getting ready to ask his question. And so, Chris... What is the most important number that is tracked by the accounting department? Chris was ready for this one. That's easy. Profits. 
Mac looked at Chris and thought a moment. Someone to my right said, no, it isn't. We need to know how long it takes to get a goddamn new product to market. Track the profits is easy. Tracking the time to get a product to market will allow us to survive. Tracking the profits is an easy job for you, Chris. I tried to look down the conference table to see who was speaking, and it was Andrew, the engineer. He was really getting into the training and had a new insight here. Mac was almost surprised by the answer. Andrew, how did you arrive at that? That is exactly where I was going to lead this group. Did someone tell you that? I'm amazed. No one ever comes up with that conclusion. What made you? Andrew was extremely proud of himself, I could see. Dr. Elby told this to Mr. Grimes before the training began. I overheard the discussion. I was out in the shop for some reason. It was standing by the two of them when they were talking. It didn't make much sense at the time, but as the training was going on, I began to think about it. Now it really makes sense. Of course, you need to track profits, but you also need to track your system's ability to respond to new ideas. That is a very interesting way to measure how everyone is performing as a team. Andrew really amazed me. I'd never gotten to know him prior to the training and probably never would if it weren't for the class contact. Anyway, Chris was not impressed. That doesn't tell Mr. Grimes anything about how he is doing. Measuring the revenue and the expenses does. Everyone knows that. That, my friend, is not rocket science. That's business 101, Mac would hunt. You're right, Chris. This is business 101. What I'm saying is that you don't need to pay you a fancy salary to do that. Any of, any of your assistants could give Mr. Grimes those numbers. What you really need to be doing is looking at better ways to measure the financial position of the company and to know that you are reporting the true and important facts. Let me give you an for instance. Suppose Mr. Grimes asks you to give him the component of profit contributed by each product. Could you do that? Absolutely, Chris went on. I know all the components of the costs that contribute to the manufacture of every product. Chris responded, aha. Then when you allocate the costs of every worker in the factory, you assign their costs to the product they're working on. Is that right? Well, not exactly. We divide the total hours into the standard hours established by the MRP folks for that product and use the average labor of the factory. And, Chris paused for a moment, I see what you're saying. I'm not tracking the real numbers. I'm tracking the standards from the MRP system and not the real numbers. So, Mr. Grimes really doesn't know what's going on from the numbers that I give him. Chris? Again, I'm not trying to blame you. I'm merely trying to get you and everyone in the company to rethink what you were doing. You need to work with the people on the shop floor to get accurate runtime figures. You need real numbers, not theoretical ones. At that moment, Mac looked up and said, The hardest thing happens when we work with different companies is that we have to break down barriers the various supervisors and managers have put up over the years. Chris has had a barrier around his shop. In order for him to function in the new environment, those barriers have to come down, and his department has to be more approachable. 
John, your department has to provide a service to the people on the shop floor so that they can use the information that you provide. Again, your barriers have to come down. We have to remove the mantle of material czar from storeroom manager and put control where it should be. John, who had cooled down, said, Mac, by the way, I owe you an apology to you and Dr. Elvey. My computer salesman took me over to see Peter Schmidt at Prescott's. I couldn't believe it. He really was having fun. He was working with less pressure, and everyone was in good spirit. And today, Prescott's just gave everybody his or her first bonus from the profit pool. And they're getting bonuses quarterly. They're also starting a profit-sharing program for everyone's retirement. He really doesn't manage the MRP system or the MIS department. He is sort of a, an information guru for all the teams. He helps the different teams with measurement, numbers they need to measure, and their needs to computerize them. Mr. Prescott put a title on his door which read, Measurements Are. I'm sorry for my misunderstanding earlier in the day. I really am. I'm sorry for the stir I caused. Just be patient. I'll come around. Mac went on. Thanks, John. We appreciate that. We want you to play on our team. You're an important member. Mac and John each raised their hands with a peace sign announcing the end of their momentary hostility. That's the end of Chapter 17, Part 3. See you in part four. Thank you very much.